to God. How many is glad to be in Sunday school this morning? Glad to be in the house of the Lord today. Praise God. You know, I heard about a young man, a preacher's boy, that that uh, went into his room scared of the dark. You know, anybody here scared of the dark? Well, we got, we got a couple of honest people here. <laughs> Brother Cox said out in California, we ain't scared of nothing. Well, anyway, anyway, this this little fella was always scared to go in his room. And so one night he crept up to the door and he eased it open and he said, Jesus, I know you're in there, but don't you move. Because if you do, it's going to scare me to death. You know, that's how some people are about church. We know Jesus is here, but please don't you move or do anything out of the way. Because if you do, it's going to scare us to death. Hallelujah. You know how we ought to be, Lord? We need you to move today. God, we want you to work today. God, we want to see great things done in the Holy Ghost today. Is there anybody here this morning that feels that way? Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands and ask the Lord to move in this service today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Move in our hearts and our spirits today, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's been requested I sing this song. And uh, I don't know how you feel, but I've made up my mind that regardless of what other people think of me, as long as I qualify in the eyes of the Lord, hallelujah, everything's all right. I can gain the popularity of the world. You could gain the approval of everybody. And yet, if you've not gained the approval of Jesus Christ, you've lost everything. Hallelujah. What, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? What does it matter? Praise God. What really matters is what he thinks of me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Lord, I know what I think I am. And I know where I think I stand with you. Oh, and Lord, I know what you have done. And I see where you brought me from. Because I'm standing in the place you brought me to. But I know that it is not enough Just to know and feel and have the love of Christ Am I doing all that I can do Dedicated totally to you I want to be a servant in your eyes in your eyes In your eyes Lord, I know what others think of me But what are you expecting me to be in love? 
according to the plan of Christ. Oh, Lord, I'm worried about me. Am I everything that I should be? I want to be a servant in your eyes. Lord, when you walk through my heart's door, something I had never felt before touched me. Oh, and in that instant my whole life was changed. Free from sin and free from chains. Cause deliverance, Lord, is what you came to bring. Oh, but there are souls who never felt your touch. They're bound by fear and bound by such a lie. Lord, can I reach them? Can I bring them in? Tell them they can be set free from sin. Lord, I want to be a servant in your eyes. In your eyes. In your eyes. Lord, I know what others think of me. But what are you expecting me to be in love? Have I doing everything I can? Have I walked according to the plan of Christ? Oh, Lord, I'm worried about me. Am I everything that I should be? Lord, I want to be a servant in your eyes. In your eyes. In your eyes. Hallelujah. Lord, I know what others think of me. But what are you expecting me to be in love? Am I doing everything I can? Have I walked according to the plan of Christ? Oh, Lord, worry about me. Am I everything that I should be? Lord, I want to be a servant in your eyes. Oh, Lord, I'm worried about me. Am I everything that I should be? Lord, I want to be a servant in your eyes. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Want to be a servant in the eyes of the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah.
There's a light in the window And the table spread in splendor Someone standing by an open door I can see the crystal river Oh, I must be near forever Cause I've never been this homesick before Oh, see the bright light shine It's just about home time And I can see my father standing at the door In a wilderness And I'm ready for Father standing at the door in a wilderness, and I'm ready for deliverance. Oh Lord, I've never been this homesick before. I can see the family gathering. All their faces, they're so familiar, and no one's old or feeble anymore. Oh, this lonesome heart is crying. I think I'll spread my wings for flying, cause I've never been this homesick before. See the bright light shine It's just about home time And I can't see my father standing at the door a wilderness Yes, I'm ready for deliverance Oh, I've been this whole and I see the bright light shine Yes, it's just about home time And I can see my father standing at the door It's been a wilderness And I'm ready for deliverance this homesick before I sing it one more time. I see the bright light shine. Yes, it's just about home time. And I can see my father standing at the door. It's in a wilderness. I'm ready for deliverance. Oh, Lord, I've never been this homesick before. In this world, in the wilderness, I'm 
Jesus. Hallelujah. This world's not getting better. It's just getting worse. Hallelujah. All the more reason for us to be getting ready to lead this world. Thank you, Jesus. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place this morning. Praise God. I feel like the Lord has laid a passage of Scripture on my heart. And uh, I want to preach to you tonight, or this morning, from Romans chapter 7. And to verse 21, and I would also like to read from the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. Uh, in fact, I would like to begin with the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, and verse number 4. Hebrews 11 and 4, praise God. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead, yet speaketh. Or even though he is dead, he is still speaking to us. Praise the Lord. In Romans chapter 7 and verse number 21, I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members." O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. And I want to preach this morning on this subject. You may not understand it right now, but before I get through... I believe that you will. I want to preach this morning on let Abel live. Let Abel live. Praise God. Can we lift our hands and ask the Lord to help us? Thank you, Jesus. God, we love you. We ask that you would speak to a heart. God, we ask that you would do a work in this service. You know the needs. You know the circumstances, Lord. I don't know, Lord Jesus, the problems, the situations, but I'm so glad that you do. Anoint my soul. Hallelujah. Anoint us today. Anoint the hearts of the congregation in Jesus' name. Everybody say, in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. I heard a story the other day 
about a grandfather and his grandson walking along the beach. And that grandfather would stop and he would pick up little sand dollars and he would throw them out into the water as far as he could. And he would pick them up and just all along the way that they were walking, he would just pick them up and throw them out. And uh, finally his little grandson looked up at him and he said, Grandpa, why, why, do you, why do you keep doing this and throwing these out to sea? And he said, well, son, there's a little creature that's alive inside of that. And he said, I want to save that sand dollar by throwing it back into the sea and letting it live. And the grandson said, yes, but there's hundreds of thousands and, and maybe even millions all along this beach. How can you make a difference? And that grandfather picked up one more and he said, for this one, it makes all the difference in the world. Praise the Lord. And if I can touch one soul, if God can reach down and strengthen one heart, it'll make all the difference in the world if it's just one person. Hallelujah. Can we clap our hands to the glory of the Lord one more time? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Praise God. Let's, let's give the Lord one more hand clap of praise today. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let Abel live. Conflict is not anything that is new to the world. Struggle is not something that has been invented amongst and in the midst of a fast-paced 20th century world. But conflict is just about as old as the history of civilization or mankind goes back. There has been conflict. In the world, there have always been a conflict of countries. Even though that we live on the same planet, and even though that we all are in some way or another kin, there has been a constant conflict between countries and kingdoms and governments. And then in countries, there seems to be a conflict between movements and beliefs and ideas and creeds and theories and opinions. And I could go on and on about the conflict within countries. Even in this country that you and I live in today, there is the conflict between the pro-abortion and the anti-abortion movements. There is the conflict between the conservatives and the liberals. There are the conflict between the uh, political parties. There, there's conflict between ideas and, and, and just so many conflicts today in this country. Within different movements, there's conflicts. There's conflicts between families. Family feuds that rise up. In, 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 within even families, there are conflicts between individuals. And then in the midst, inside of individuals, there are conflicts between forces on the inside of humanity. Praise the Lord. 
And that's what I want to preach about today. The conflict in the heart and in the mind and in the life of a human being. We are well aware of the story of Adam and Eve and how that they sinned and how that they fell from the grace of God and was removed from the garden. We know that Adam and Eve had two sons, one named Cain and one named Abel. And at the time of the birth of Abel, Eve said, or the, the birth of Cain, Cain was the first, Eve said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she named his name Cain. The second son that was born to them, she named him Abel. And so the years progressed and the children grew up to be young men. And in the development, as the years went by and as they began to mature, and they began to express their likes and dislikes, and they began to get their own opinions and, and uh, their own attitudes and mindsets, we find that Cain became a tiller of the ground. And we find that Abel uh, developed into a keeper of sheep or a shepherd. Already in the lives of these young men, we can see a difference. We can see a conflict of interest. We begin to see a conflict of likes and dislikes. We begin to see a conflict of attitudes and lifestyles already beginning to develop in the life of Cain and Abel. We see the differences of the two outlooks even on living and serving God. So when they became responsible for uh, to God for themselves, they brought an offering before the Lord. You know the story well, I'm sure, today. But they brought their respective offerings to the Lord. And Cain comes and he brings uh, what is the first fruits of the ground, simply what he has grown by the labor of his hands. And we find that Abel brings what God desired. He brought the blood offering. And so we find that God did not and He was not pleased with the offering that Cain brought to Him. And yet He was pleased with the offering that Abel brought to Him. And God accepted Abel's sacrifice and rejected the offering of Cain. Can I just stop right here to this morning and say that in a blood sacrifice... There is acknowledgement of sin, and that blood must be shed for the atonement of sin. But in Cain, there was no recognition of his own guilt, and there was no faith in the process that God had ordained, and there was no faith in the atonement of his sins. And so, when God rejected his offering, Cain became angry. And I find that this is the first instance of man's wrath, and it was over religion. You know, people still get mad over religion. They'll get more mad quicker over religion than just about anything. Just tell them they need to repent of their sins. Just tell them there's not but one way to be saved. Hallelujah. Tell them you've got to be baptized in Jesus' name. I didn't write the book. Hallelujah. I didn't come up with this doctrine. 
I didn't decide to put together a new plan of salvation and throw it out and see how the world will accept it. It's not my book. It's not my doctrine. It's not my decision. I just simply preach what this book says. I just simply stand for what Jesus Christ stood for. I just simply stand for what Simon Peter and the rest of the apostles preached and stood for and believed and taught and practiced. Hallelujah. And yet even in his anger, God still reasoned with Cain. And he offered him another chance. And he said, If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted. And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. I'm so glad the God that I serve today is the God of another chance. I'm so glad that He didn't turn me down after the first mistake I made. After the first time I stumbled and, and fell. But He picked me back up and said, Hey, I'll give you another chance. I know you knew better. I know you shouldn't have fallen. I know, hallelujah, that you've uh, transgressed and you fell. Uh, but I am a God of mercy and another chance. And I'm going to reach out to you. Uh, how many times uh, has the preacher preached uh, and we felt the Spirit of God uh, and we knew we were not where we needed to be. But God in His mercy and His love and His grace uh, still reached for us uh, and still loved us uh, and still preached to us uh, and still reached out uh, and pulled us back into His loving arms. Uh, even when we didn't deserve it. Even when we weren't worthy. Even when we knew we had messed up. And we knew that we knew better. God still said, I love you so much, I'll give you another chance. Hallelujah. But even when God offered him another chance, Cain rejected God and he rejected his offer and his admonition and he got so mad and so angry and so beside himself uh, that Abel uh, had been pleasing to God uh, in what he had brought to him uh, and that God had rejected him. Uh, he wanted God to change his terms uh, to fit Cain. Hallelujah. Like people today, they don't want to change their life. But they want God to change His terms to fit them. Hallelujah. If there's any changing done, I've got to change to fit this book. I've got to change to be according to the Word of God. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, friend, God's not the one that needs to change. The church is not the one that needs to change. The pastor's not the one that needs to change. The preacher's not the one that needs to change. I'm the one that needs to change to fit my life according to what this book says. Hallelujah. And so in his jealousy and his rage, he took Abel aside and he killed him in a field in his jealousy. I find this is where the conflict between Abel and Cain ends. This is where the conflict ends between the one that wants to do right and the one that don't really care. The conflict ends right here with the one that is careful about salvation and the other one that is careless about salvation. The one that desires to obey God and then the one that obeys his own desires. The conflict between sacrifice 
sacrifice and self-will. The conflict between obedience and rebellion. The conflict between humility and iniquity. And it all ends with Cain killing Abel. It ends with the one that's rebellious. Completely destroying the one that wanted to be righteous. The one that didn't care about the things of God. Completely destroyed the one that wanted to do what was right. That's where the conflict ended. That's where it stopped. With the one that didn't care. Killing the one that wanted so bad to please God. I find a similar conflict in Romans chapter 7. What I read to you. The Apostle Paul said, For the good I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. Hallelujah. He goes on to say that for that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I. Hallelujah. Sometimes you got to sit there and look at that and say, take it line by line and say, now what's he saying there? What's he saying there? What he's saying is there is a conflict inside of me when I want to do what's right. There's something else that pulls back and says, I don't want to do right. When I want to please God, there's a part of me that pulls back and says, it really doesn't matter when I want to be so careful about living for God. There's something else that pulls back and says, hey, it's not all that important. It really doesn't matter that much. You don't have to get so hyped up about it. You don't have to take such care and precision about it all. What are you so worried about? He said, there is this conflict inside of me. It's not a conflict between two men. It's not a conflict between two armies. It's not a conflict between two kingdoms. But it is within us. It's within you. It's within me. He said, I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. It doesn't matter how good I get, how full of the Holy Ghost I get, how wonderful things are. There's still something inside of me that wants to pull back. There's still something inside of me that does not want to do right. There's still something inside of me that doesn't really care about the things of God. Hallelujah. There is a struggle. There is a conflict. He said there is another law in my members warring against the law of my mind. He speaks in Galatians chapter 5 about two forces. When he said, walk in the Spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to the other. It doesn't matter how much Holy Ghost you do get. Your flesh is still contrary to the law of God. Your flesh is still going to buck. And it's still going to resist. And it's still going to be in opposition to the will and the work and the purpose of God. There's a conflict 
there's a conflict. And I'm not saying, I'm telling you that this morning, the Holy Ghost is given to us for us to have victory, for us to, to be an overcomer, for us to be victorious uh, over everything that comes our way. Yeah? I'm telling you this morning, we do have power. We are able to be overcomers. Uh, hallelujah. But where we, where we miss it sometimes uh, is when that little voice speaks up uh, and says, you don't have to go to church tonight. Uh, you really don't have to pray all that much. Uh, you don't have to do everything that that preacher says. Uh, sometimes we beat ourselves over the head uh, and we think we're backslid uh, because the voice of Cain rises up. Uh, you know, Cain gets raised every now and then. Uh, hallelujah. And he comes up uh, and says, hey, that ain't that important. Uh, you don't have to go. Uh, you don't have to do that. Uh, you know, I really don't want to. Uh, and we fail to realize the struggle that's inside of us. Uh, and we think, oh God, uh, I'm so far below what I should be. Uh, and oh God, please, uh, I must be backslid. Uh, what you need to realize today uh, is there is a cane uh, inside of you. There's a part of you uh, that doesn't want to live for God. Uh, no matter how spiritual you get, uh, no matter how close to God you get, uh, there's still something inside of you that wants to pull back, uh, that wants to resist. Uh, that when the preacher preaches, uh, there's something inside of you uh, that wants to say, hey, I'm not so bad. I really don't need that. I, I, I need to defend myself here. I'm not so bad after all. I really don't need what that preacher's saying. Let me tell you, friend, you need to realize where that voice is coming from and realize that the struggle is still on, that the battle still rages. You need to realize so you will be able to win the war. Hallelujah. I need some more monitor, brother. Thank you. Praise God. Hallelujah. This conflict between Abel and Cain, it ended with the one that wanted to do right being killed by the one that didn't want to do right. And I'm not so much here preaching today that on one pew there's a Cain and on another pew there's an Abel. What I'm preaching today is there's a Cain and Abel in each one of us. There's something that wants to... I don't care... I don't care how low of a sinner that you are. I don't care how deep in sin you may be. I don't care how many troubles uh, that you've been through and how many mistakes you've made uh, and to what depths you've been to. Uh, there is still something inside of you. You may not listen to that voice for a long time. Uh, you may have ignored the cry. Uh, but there's something inside of you that does not want to be lost. Uh, there's something inside of you that wants to be saved. Uh, there's something inside of you. It doesn't matter uh, what kind of a sinner you are. Uh, doesn't matter how deep in sin that you are. Are, uh, there's still a cry inside of you that says, Hey, uh, I want to do what's right. Uh, I don't want to live this way. Uh, I don't want to be like this. Uh, I don't want to live this lifestyle. Uh, I don't want to do these things. Uh, take me to church. Uh, take me to the house of God. Take me to where God is moving. Hallelujah. Doesn't matter how quiet we may sit through church doesn't matter how uninterested that we may act. 
doesn't matter what kind of expression that we may wear on our face. There's still something inside of you that says, take me to that altar. Take me, hallelujah, down there to where God is moving. Let me feel the Holy Ghost. Let that preacher talk to me. Let that preacher lay hands on me. Let that preacher bless me. Oh, let me feel the touch of God that I've been wanting to feel. Let me get up there in the lap of the Lord and feel His loving arms around me. Oh, you may laugh it off and it may seem foolishness, but there's still something inside of you that you need to listen to. There's a voice inside of you that you need to hear today. It's crying out, please, I want to be saved. Please, let me feel the Holy Ghost. Please, help me get right with God. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, the worst sinner in this town still got a little something inside of him that says, Hey, I don't want to be lost. I don't want to go to hell. And that's why I'm preaching to you that Abel that's speaking out, that Abel that wants to live right. Why don't you let him live today? Why don't you quit locking him away in a corner somewhere in a cage where you can't hardly hear his voice? And sometimes he wakes you up in the middle of the night. And even that voice is frail and weak and it's malnourished. But it's still there. It's still there. And it's still just as real. You may not have fed that spiritual man for a long time. You may not have even listened to him and tried to ignore it. You may try to ignore it with booze and drugs and or whatever. Hallelujah. You can ignore it with rock music. You can ignore it with a lot of things. You can ignore it with television. You can just try to ignore that voice. But it's still there and it's still speaking. There's something inside of you that wants to do right. There's an evil inside of you that's crying out, please, let me be saved. I want to go to heaven. I want to be pleasing to God. Why don't you let him live? Why don't you let him live today? Why don't you let him live? Hallelujah. There's something inside of you. Oh, you may be listening to that Cain, that Cain saying, Hey, what that preacher's saying today, it ain't that important. What that preacher's saying today, you can just shrug that off and just leave and walk out the door and, and not worry about it. Let me tell you, friend, there's something inside of you saying, That's what I need. That's what I want. That's what I'm desiring. I want to touch God. Hallelujah. What voice are you going to listen to today? What voice are you going to give in to? Which one are you going to heed? Are you just going to let Cain rule your life and run you around and make you do what he wants you to do? Are you going to tune in to the Abel? Let me tell you, friend, he will allow you to be able to live above sin. He'll allow you to be able to be free from sin. He'll allow you to be able to be set free from the bondage of habits and the bondage of transgression and the bondage of sin today. Which voice are you going to listen to? Hallelujah. Could we stand this morning? Praise God. Hallelujah. Could we lift our hands? Let the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I love you, Jesus. 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 
Oh, which one have you been listening to, friend? Which one have you been giving heed to? The one that wants to do right. The one that wants to be pleasing to God. Or the one that continually resists. And continually bucks. And continually pulls away. And every time you want to take a step forward, there's something inside of you that pulls you backward. Every time that you think you've all got it lined out, it just it just seems like uh, that, that something stands in the way and you can never get to that place that you want to be. Hallelujah. I heard Brother McDaniel say many a time that inside of each one of us, you can picture it this way. There's a black dog and a white dog fighting. And he's asked the question many times, which one is going to win? And the answer was, the one that you feed the most. Let me tell you, there's a Cain and there's an Abel inside of you. You know which one's going to win? The one you listen to the most. The one you obey the most. Hallelujah. The one that you follow. Which one are you following today? Which one are you given in to today Martha stands at, in the kitchen she's so careful to make sure that the table is set just right she's so careful to make sure that the finest dishes are on the table and that the meal is just so so but yet Mary her sister is sitting there at the feet of Jesus soaking in every word basking in his presence just just hanging on to everything that he says. Let me tell you, there's a, there's a Martha in you that wants to take care of the, the little duties and yet not take time with the Master and sit at His feet. Hallelujah. I could go on and on. I could talk about... Jacob and Esau. I could talk about David and Saul in the contrast. I'm not going to do that this morning. I just feel like giving an altar call this morning. And asking you, which one are you allowing to win in your life? Paul said, there's, there's just this struggle. This struggle inside of me. That every time I want to do good, evil is present with me. I just keep on... I keep on stumbling. I keep on falling. Hallelujah. Which one are you listening to today? Which one have you given in to today? Hallelujah. Could we bow our heads? Close our eyes and listen for the voice of the Holy Ghost today. Heavenly Father. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Can you hear that voice this morning? Can you hear the voice that says, Take me to the altar. 
Can you hear the voice that says, Oh, I want to feel God's presence so bad. Can you hear the voice that says, Oh, I want to be right with God. I want to be pleasing to God. I don't want to spend my life stumbling and falling. And just messing up all the time. What voice are you going to listen to? Have you ignored it for so long that you can barely hear the whisper? That the voice is just barely heard. Oh, please, please, take me to the altar. Have you almost starved Him to death? Have you almost ignored it so long that you can't hardly hear the voice that says, Please, I want to feel the Holy Ghost. Has that part of you become so malnourished, so underfed, that the voice is just hardly, barely heard. Can you hear it this morning? I'm telling you, this preacher's reaching for you today. There's preachers reaching for you today. You don't have to be lost. You don't have to continue to give in and then be so ashamed of what you've done and how you've acted. Be so ashamed of yourself and so full of guilt. So full of shame and condemnation. You don't have to live that way. You don't have to go through your life living that way. You can be an overcomer today. You can be an overcomer today. Hallelujah. Why don't we all come find a place to pray this morning? All of us, all across this building, let's find a place to pray. God bless you today.